Support for this episode comes from PCG Digital. It is anywhere from difficult to impossible to manage every aspect of the changing digital landscape. Rather than trying to do it yourself, why not leave it to an award-winning team of digital marketing specialists who have mastered it all? Connect your message with more potential customers with PCG Digital. Go to pcgdigital.com for more information. I believe there's two great qualities of leaders that set them apart from others. One is their ability to coach and develop their team, managing down, leaning in, helping them achieve their potential and, and generate consistent success. But I think the other trait that really separates the really truly great leaders is their ability to manage up or reach up to those in their organization or outside of their organization to create a network of people that are going to help mentor them, push them to maximize their potential. I think we have a tendency as leaders to think that once we hit a certain level, we don't need help, but the truly great ones really are always searching for someone to help them push them, coach them. And that's what we're talking about in today's power episode of the podcast with Scott Simons. Now, he, by all means, is an incredibly successful individual. He's a partner in owning automotive dealerships and multiple other businesses. But the key to his success, and he shares that today, is surrounding himself with other like-minded individuals who are successful, who challenge him, show him different ways to strategically become a better business person, a better person himself, and a better leader. So let's dive into today's power episode of You're in Charge, Conversations That Spark Change, and chat with Scott Simons about surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you to become more successful. So now we, we're at, you know, you as a leader, and it seems like you're doing a really good job with the people below you, right? Me and my team, my, the, the associates and do there. I think every good leader upwards needs to surround that. So, so for you, who's, and you're doing a lot of different things. I, I mean, you're, you, and, and, you know, breakfast with champions on clubhouse, you're, you're, you're in these organizations. Talk about that. What do you do in order to fuel yourself, to challenge yourself? How do you surround yourself with people that are going to push you forward? You know, almost the thought of, well, now I'm on their team and they're helping me pull me forward. How, how did you do that? And who are they? Yeah. So um, somebody that I follow and he's a mentor of mine, I invest with him is Grant Cardone. I mean, he's had an influence in my life. He's, you know, can be a polarizing figure, but, mm-hmm. you know, he um, taught me the, about money, saving money, um, investing money. Um, um, some of the groups that I'm in, I spend um, about a hundred thousand a year in coaches or development on me personally. Um, and the reason why I do that is I want to learn and be, I want to stretch my mind. I easily, when back in 2010, realized a dream of mine by, burn, by buying into my first car dealership. That was a dream of mine, I mean, to be a part owner of a car dealership. That's all I ever wanted. And when I got in there, I said, well, I could be, I've got two ways to go here. I can either really catapult it where some people may say, hey, I've arrived. Right. You know, I'm, a, I'm part owner now. 
And I said, no, no, no. I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. And I, I remember a meeting in the showroom. Um, we, whenever we acquire a store, which I've been through the acquisition of five of them or six, actually, um, we keep everybody and give them an opportunity. We don't just come in and just fire everybody. Right. That, that's not what our culture is. So when we did, I remember standing in the showroom here and uh, it was rural Honda and we CMA and I went in together and, and purchased rural Honda. And uh, I said, Hey, our goal is to own every dealership in this town. Now we had not sold a car, one car. And all the people in the showroom look at me like, this dude's nuts. <laughs> he's, he's, we ain't even sold a car yet. And he's in here saying that we're, our goal is to own every single one of them in town. And since then, took over VW, Honda, Nissan, both those, got Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram as an open point and looking to grow because I didn't want to rest on my laurels. And then when you get around the Ed Milets, the Andy Forsellas, the Danielle Delgados, um, a lot of people that I, uh, I'm in Ryan Stuman's group, Apex. So I'm in Arte Syndicate, Apex, and the Lions Den. And all of those are to get around people that stretch my mind and don't allow me to get comfortable. Right. And none of those people are in the auto industry. Um, I am really fortunate. I became the go-to guy in these groups to buy cars from, and especially with this chip shortage. I'm selling a bunch of, I mean, I, I had messages yesterday. My wife kind of looked at me and goes, you're sh- sure communicating a lot. Are you okay? What's going on? Is something wrong at work? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'm selling a pink Jeep to a lady in some other, you know, Jessica in another state. I was working with a guy by the GMC Denali truck in Texas. I was working like three or four deals yesterday on a Sunday through text message because now they've recognized me as a person that could help them acquire vehicles, especially with right. this chip shortage. But no, I joined those groups specifically not to allow myself to get comfortable and, you know, investing that amount of money in your development, you want to return on your investment. So when I go to these meetings and I'm in these groups, it really pushes me out of my comfort zone. So I may be a, a bigger fish in this smaller pond, but how are you out in the sea or how are you in this bigger lake? And what right. you find is, is, man, I got a long way to go. And in my let's taught me a lot, you know, about being uh, resembling the person that God envisioned you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Um, I, 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 you know, I would rather act, you know, act like a Christian than profess to be a Christian. So you won't hear me sharing you know, a bunch of Bible verses or putting right. my, my views on somebody else. I would rather go and, and act like a good person or exactly. have, or have good karma. Yeah. Um, but I'm most definitely a Christian, you know? Um, so yeah, I joined those groups in order to push my mind in order to make me level up. I mean, whenever I invest in something, I want to 10 X my investment. So you got to imagine if I'm investing a hundred thousand a year, I'm expecting you want a million, you want a million back now. But yeah. my, what I love about that, is the fact that it's not in the automotive. I think there are a lot of people that default surrounding themselves with, even if they're successful, right? Let's let's say they're successful at what they do, but you're just within that same industry. I don't, I'm not sure you get the bang for your buck because you're just focused on what we do in this industry versus someone like an Ed Millette from saying, well, here's what how I built my business. Here's what I do. And it's completely outside of it. So now you're looking at it and say, well, what could I take from him or that industry and apply it to my life or apply it to my business 
internally. And I think we, we have a tendency to only focus on what that dealer down the street's doing versus what could I learn from that steakhouse in terms of great customer service that I love going to? What do they do that maybe I could do in my dealership? You know, and, and I love that idea of challenging your mind with people that are not of your same industry or uh, uh, common group. See, I communicate and follow the Brian Benstocks. You know, the Alex Flores is the Josh Cummings. I go visit other people's stores. We're in 20 groups. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the make meetings. Um, if somebody's doing something successful, I'm going to vet them. But sure. that's only going to take you so far. You know, we need to learn from the uh, the Amazons and, you know, the Apples and, you know, these other people. And I've learned from them. I mean, some one thing that we're doing, which... I know some dealerships don't. We track relationship sales versus transactional sales. And we had a goal of where our number used to be. And our number was when we first started tracking this in about the 20s. Uh, Now we're up to almost, uh, we're in the mid 40s. And what the difference is, is did the dealership generate the lead, either the manufacturer, the dealership, or walk in, or did the individual sales rep generate the lead? And then our goal is, is to get their percentages up higher. So we help them brand themselves, which, you know, back in the day, dealerships didn't want you to be bigger than no, the dealer. I mean, so now we have them, we give them a playbook. Well, this playbook we give them, I learned from Ryan Stuman in the Apex group, had nothing to do with the auto industry. He has a system called Build Your Machine, where you're building your machine, your online presence on social media. So like, I'll give you an example. We ask our sales reps when they come in, check in with either a video. Facebook Live is perfect. If not, record a video or a picture in front of the dealership. Hey, this is Scott Simons. I'm here at the uh, CMA's Valley dealerships today. You know, I'm going to check in on Facebook too. I'm also going to share it on Instagram. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm here to assist you with any of your automotive needs. Look, I know it's crazy times right now with these chips, but I'm here to serve you. My cell phone number is here. Text me, call me, DM me. Any questions that have anything to do with anything automotive, right. contact me. Then we have them go through their tasks in, in our CRM, right? The, the highest funnel. Then we have them send out encouraging messages, which we learned from Glenn Lundy, to people both in their phone. We have so many contacts a day and in their uh, Facebook. You know, hey, send them a message. Hey, Glenn, it's been a while since I talked to you. How is your daughter, your son, whoever the case may be? How's your family doing? Hey. Anything I could do for you, I'm here to serve. Keep me in mind. Don't, you know, just touch, 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 yep. touch, touch. And by doing that, we help train. If we sell you a vehicle, we're going to friend you on that on Facebook. We're going to put a picture of you and I. We're going to get authorization with your comment on it. And then we're going to tag you in the post. That way, every year that post comes up as a memory. And then you can, one, it goes to everybody's Facebook feed. Two, it shows you're selling cars. Oh, by the way, if you've got a trade, I'm going to take a picture of your trade in a separate post. Hey, Glenn just traded in this pre-owned um, Honda Odyssey. You know, he took very good care of it. He's very meticulous. It hasn't went through the shop yet, but if you're interested, let me know. And if you could convince the, the customer to do a video with you, yeah, it's a great vehicle. I just wanted to upgrade to the new Odyssey. So we're going to post your trade in. Then what we do in the afternoon, we go and find five of our most recent trades and we have each showroom share those. And then we ask the sales rep to share the other sales reps trade. So that when, when our sales reps, we have 50 post these, 
it's going out all over their social media. Sure, that, that's really ground. Like that's guerrilla marketing at its yeah. best. You're just really doing a little legwork and leveraging your staff to push it out oh, into their networks. It costs right now. Our message to them is manufacturers aren't advertising right now. We're selling right. as many as we get in. We're not advertising right now. So if you're going to sell something, you're going to need to advertise this because if you just let it go through the shop, it's going to go online and it's going to be sold within a day or two anyway. Right. But it's going to go to somebody else. So we showed them that a referral closes at twice the percentage and actually the gross margin is higher. You know, it's just they, you know, some people that care about you, they actually say, I want to make sure this is fair to you because I know you're going to take care of me. Right. That's when you've done a good job building that rapport with them. Um, so that's just some of the things that we pivoted during this. But these are things I didn't learn from here. Like Andy Frisella through First Form, he's built a half a billion dollar company. Every order you order through him, the person that puts it in your order gives you a handwritten note. Hey, Glenn, thank you for ordering this protein. I really hope that it works for you. If you have any questions, call me. Handwrites it, Scott. Liza Borges, we have 700 employees. She handwrites every single one of them a thank you letter, personalized thank you letter to them on their anniversary. So if I've been here 11 years, I've got 11 cards from her. Right. And she does it for every single employee. Andy does handwritten messages on every order, no matter whether you order from her or not. Well, success leaves clues. This is something mm -hmm. I learned outside of the auto industry. Right. You know, so right. these are best practices that I've learned from other people that are thinking outside the box. And I still learn from the Brian Ben stocks and. Uh, oh, sure, sure. But like that's what I love is that you're 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 doing both. You're finding the best in your industry who are maximizing it or trying different things. But what I also like is just because it works for, let's say, Brian Ben stock at his store, it may not work for you, but at least it's getting you to think. Let me see if it fits. Now, there the mistake is a lot of times people will go, well, Brian's doing it, I'll do it. And sometimes there's a disconnect. But I love that you're doing both. You're, yeah. you're looking outside or you're saying this experience resonated with me. If it resonates with me, it's probably going to resonate with my customers. And then you put it through that filter to say, well, would it work in my store? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But you're always open to looking and testing or trying, or at least questioning, how can we ultimately make it better for our customers and our employees day in, day out to help grow our company? Perfect example. Exactly what you just got through stating. Brian Benstock is in, in New York. I'm in the Western part of Virginia, not West Virginia, Western part of Virginia, very rural area. Brian and his staff dress to the nines. They all wear suits and they look fantastic. I mean, his team is a good looking professional team. Yes. We won the President's Award here. We wear polos, name tag, which I don't have mine on right now, which I've got name tag in our shirts. We have to have nicely pressed, you know, you have to, you know, the basics, you know, make right. sure you have breath mints, brush your teeth, blah, 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 deodorant. Your, your <laughs> pants are pressed. You know, your shoes are, you got on nice looking shoes, but we don't wear ties. We don't wear suits. Right. Never have. We won the President's Award. 10 years in a row here. Uh, we're one of the only stores to win it 10 years consecutive from year one. Now there's people that won it 15 years consecutive, but they didn't win it the first year straight through. And we're on pace to win it again this year, which make 11 years, which we're very proud of. We won the presence Award. The Honda people showed up. We had on suits. Customers were coming in the showroom. We're decked out, right? Because Honda's here. They're like, the lady came in and goes, did someone die? We're like, <laughs> why? 
you know, because you're in suits. <laughs> y'all are in suits. We never see y'all in suits. Like, did somebody? No, we won an award. Oh, okay. And another customer came in like, what's going on in here right now? You know, so that right. just shows you our demographics, like a suit, a real expensive press suit would intimidate a lot of people in our area. Right. So I'm not going to go and wear suits because Brian Binstock wears suits, which is exactly what you talked about. Nor would yeah. Brian dress the way we do. That's not well, his. You know, you part. have to know your market or the image of where you are and what's going to work for your audience. I mean, that's just basic marketing. But what I love is that you put it through that decision filter of saying just because it works for him. Now, what could I take? Well, it's consistency. They're all dressed the same. Um, they're all very sharp and clean cut. And meaning that they're well, how can we do that here? Well, if we're wearing polos, they have to be pressed. If you're wearing pants, make sure they're pressed. And or we have a similar color scheme. And, you know, so it's it. it you can find similarities in that of the approach without saying I have to wear suits, right. but you go through yours and say, yeah, we want to make sure that we look this way. And how, how does that fit our culture? So I really love that. But I think the bigger thing for the listeners is ask questions of people who are outside of your industry or when you never forget, you're a consumer yourself. So what, do you like when you interact with other businesses? What do they do that you like? What do they do that you don't like? Goes back to that first exercise you were talking about with the manager. What do they do that I like? What do they do that I don't like? Don't do that. So same thing. If there's something that you don't like in an experience that you went to a retail store or a restaurant, you should be coming back and saying, are we doing that? Are we potentially doing that without realizing it? And then adjusting and tweaking along the way. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I got a lot out of it. Um, Scott is truly an amazing individual. And I really like the way that he talked about how having these mentors has made him a better leader for the, for his team because he's learned from others, uh, different techniques and different styles that he can then bring into his organization. So really great. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, be it Apple or Spotify. Uh, please make sure that you share this out. I'm sure there's a lot of individuals who would benefit from listening to what Scott uh, you know, shared today. Make sure you reach out to him on Facebook, on LinkedIn, connect with him. Also, he's on Clubhouse in the morning on Breakfast with Champions, a great uh, room. I think you'd get a lot out of it as well. As always, I appreciate your attention. I know there's a lot of places that you could go to consume your content, but the fact that you spent some time with Scott and me today, that really means the world to me. I thank you so much. As I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge, but now Scott has given you a few more tools to help you become more successful, both personally and professionally, and moving towards the leader that you want to be. Thanks again so much, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.